Morning, guys. Welcome to Tuesday Mana. Um, last week, just as a re rebuttal, as it were, last week we started diving into 2 Corinthians 4. And as a recap, for those that maybe missed that one or didn't hear it, we talked about how in the second, it's Paul's second letter to the church at Corinth. And in chapters two through five, he's really expressing the importance of his gospel ministry and expressing how much he needs them to back him in it. Um, last week, we really got to look in and dive into verses one and two of chapter four. And essentially, the pull away from that is where we don't need to add anything or take anything away from our gospel, from preaching the gospel, because the gospel is enough. There is not a thing as a human that we could add to make the gospel better or that we could take away to make it better. The gospel is enough. The story is amazing. Jesus is enough. So today we're going to move on. We're going to add to that foundation that we set, right? Jesus is enough. We need to point people to Jesus. And today we're going to look at verses three and four, and we're going to talk about the veiled gospel. What does that mean? But before we do that, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you, God, and I thank you so much for these mornings that we get to get into your word. God, I just pray that you would be with us. God, that you would speak through your word, that your word would not return void, but it, the seed would be planted in the hearts of everyone listening, God, to be grown by the Spirit and you. And I thank you for that. And God, I just pray that you'd bless this time. It's in your name we pray. And everyone said... Amen. All right. So first, let's just jump in. I want to read verses one through six, and we'll come back and we'll zone in, focus on verses three and four. So we'll look at what we talked about last week, and then we'll look at what's in the future in this reading. So 2 Corinthians 4, verse 1. Therefore, having this ministry, by the mercy of God, we do not lose heart, but we have renounced disgraceful, underhanded ways. We refuse to practice cunning or to tamper with God's word, but by the open statement of the truth, we would commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled only to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, with ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Whew, preach it, Paul. Man, those are some powerful verses. Let's zone in, let's focus on verses 3 and 4, where he talks about the veiled gospel. Verse 3, and even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled only to those who are perishing. What does that mean? What is Paul talking about when he's talking about the veiled? 
the gospel, the veil of the gospel. You guys all know what a veil is, right? The bride wears it in the wedding. Um, Paul actually explains this, and we can see his imagery in chapter 3. He talks about it. So let's look at chapter 3, and we're going to read verses 12 through 14 just to get a picture of what Paul is talking about. 2 Corinthians 3, verse 12. Since we have such hope, we are very bold. Not like Moses, who would put a veil over his face so that the Israelites might not gaze at the outcome of what was being brought to an end. But their minds were hardened, for to this day when they read the Old Covenant, the same veil remains unlifted. So he's talking about, obviously, when Moses came down from the mountain, and because he was in the presence of God, his skin shone, and the Israelites were afraid of it. So he covered it with a veil, and Paul takes that, and he uses it to explain that the God of this world, Satan, as it says in some, has veiled the eyes of those who are perishing. I lo- like the end of verse 3, it says, it is veiled only to those who are perishing. Satan has blinded them so that they do not see the glory of God. But then the logical question comes, why, why witness then? What's the point in going out if those who are perishing are veiled? They can't see the gospel. Why do I need to go out? And I think this is why it's so important, why it ties into verse 2, where it says we are not going to we are not going to practice cunning or tamper with God's word. Because the next thing that comes is how do you remove that veil? How can we as Christians remove the veil? And the answer is we can't. It's not our job to remove that veil. But it's still our job to go and witness, to show the glory of God. But what does that look like? So cool. So if we read through four, it says, in this case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. So he's blinded their eyes so that they might not see God. And I think that's so evident in our culture these days, right? We can see that our culture seems to be running away from God. And anything that you say, any witness that you might have, it's like they can't see it. There's, It's like they don't understand that the logic is gone. And the Bible talks about that in many other places. How do we re- remove the veil? How do we preach the gospel? And that is answered in 2 Corinthians 3. So what we just read, but we're going to look at 14 through 17. Paul really says how it's done. Here we go. Verse 14, we read the first part. But their minds were hardened, for to this day, when they read the Old Covenant, the same veil remains unlifted. Second part, because only through Christ is it taken away. Yes, to this day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their hearts. But when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. They are bound by that veil, and they won't see. They won't see logic. They won't see the love that Christ has. They're blinded by that. But when they choose to turn to Christ, that veil is lifted. 
that they are not bound anymore. They are free and they can see the glory of the message of Christ. So how do we respond to that? We point them to Christ. That's all we can do. We share with them the gospel. We plant that seed. That's the only thing that we can do. Share them Christ. Say Christ is where freedom is. And if they don't see it at one point in their life, they're going to, that seed that you planted, God will water and they'll be like, oh yeah, that my buddy who I love, who loves me, shared this with me. And I'm going to turn to Christ and Christ will faithfully remove that veil so that they can see the gospel for what it is and be saved. So here's my challenge. As you witness, there will be times where it doesn't seem like they will understand. They're not going to understand. That veil is over their eyes. Keep witnessing. Keep sharing the love. What did Christ do? He came, he met the needs of people, and then the gospel's there. Meet people's needs, show them Christ. That's all we have to do. Have a great week, guys. Thank you.